Blog Talk Radio. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? My name is Quincy. And this is my show, the Talk to Q Radio Show. And it's almost like posting a blog, except I'm doing it live. edition of the Talk to Q radio show. My name is Quincy, and this is my show. And on tonight's show, we'll, of course, we'll get crystallized, and we'll also talk about how confidence can work for you. But first, for those of you who may be new to T2Q, let me explain how this show works and how we get down. This show is a platform for you. The callers, the chat room participants, the social networkers, all of you have the opportunity to voice chat or tweet your opinions to me and be heard worldwide and completely uncensored. Because here on T2Q, there are no experts, just opinions. Unlike most shows where you simply just listen to the host talk on and on, I allow you the opportunity to speak your mind. You can join my show legends each episode and discuss a wide range of things like relationships, current events, sports, politics, and more. This show is very informal by design because, let's face it, my style is very unorthodox in nature. The topics are random, but they're relevant with what's going on in the world today. The call-in number to step on your soapbox is 347-202-0215. That's 347-202-0215. If you decide to call in and you get the urge to voice your opinion, then after you connect, simply hit one on your dial pad. That lets me know that you're ready to speak and it places you in the host queue. And please mute your phone if you're not speaking at the time because background noise picks up easily over cell phones and headsets. Now, another way you can contribute to the show is to follow me on Twitter at TalkToQ. There is a live tweet chat that occurs during the show, and you can respond to some of the same questions that I'm asking over the air in most cases. Please search and use hashtag T2Q to read and respond to all show tweets. If you want to learn more about me, the show, or the show legends, 
then journey on over to TalkToQ.com. And if you can't listen to the entire show live, then you can find T2Q on iTunes and just pick up where you left off. Maintenance complete. T2Q radio show number 708 out of 750 starts right after a word from our sponsors. SFX Valley is now your source for free unique sound effects, music, and scores to use in your videos, commercials, and movies. No more complicated contracts and licensing agreements. Just access our library. All we ask for in return is to let your audience know we're here. SFX Valley. Time to hear the difference. Find us on YouTube. Listen to The Crystal Show for celebrity gossip, amazing interviews, musical guests, and the most fun to be had on internet radio. Check out the past and new podcasts at thecrystalshow.com. I go on and on, can't understand how I last so long. I must have the superpowers, last 223,000 hours. All right, my thanks to thecrystalshow.com. And my thanks to the ad that played at the beginning, SFX Valley. Check them out on YouTube. They are the official sponsor of the Talk to Q Radio Show. 347-202-0215 is the number. Talking about how confidence can help you. You know, um, can you teach someone confidence? I mean, I'm not sure if you can or not, but confidence doesn't come naturally to everyone. It's something that some people pick up later in life while others never obtain it. And there are perceived beliefs to being confident. For example, for men, confidence is a form of attraction towards the ladies. It can be the difference between walking up to her and introducing yourself. It can also be what gets you noticed by her in the first place. Also, there are advantages in the workplace. Confidence can give you the ability to speak out and make changes that successfully impact the company. Also, to try to help wrong, um, to right a wrong, so to speak. There are tons of advantages of being able to stand up for yourself and let your thoughts be known. And that's what we'll get into tonight on the Talk to Q Radio Show. No experts, just opinions. But first, to the phone lines I go. Maybe. To the 516 area code, the outskirts of the Mortal Chris, what's going on? Thank you. How are you? Doing well, doing well. How are you doing? I'm fine. All right, all right. Happy Tuesday to you. I will go to the 850 area code, the Emerald Coastline of Pensacola, Florida, to welcome on the man in black. Making his way to the ring. Buck, what's happening, bro? What up, what up? How's everybody doing this evening? How you doing, Krista? All hey, right, Chris. all right. Um, but you know, we're starting off another show, another week, and you know how we get down when we first kick off T2Q. We got to get crystallized. It's time to get crystallized.
all over the country, people were doing the Y2C on the couch. Chris, what's happening? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, nothing much, but we have a lot going on in the world of celebrity. So let's get to it. First of all, our favorite celebrities, billionaires, Bay and Jay, as in Beyonce and Jay-Z, they have brought home their two twins, or their twins, uh, their paternal twins. So they are a boy and a girl. No um, sign of a name currently. At least I haven't heard anything from my sources. But, you know, the news of what's going on with them is that even though they're billionaires, they're basically homeless. So it's kind of funny. What? Yeah, they're homeless. Um, (laughs) What's going on with the beautiful couple, the beautiful people, is that they brought home their twins, but they didn't bring them home to, of course, their own home. Um, Beyonce and Jay-Z haven't had a home in quite a while. They are living in a Malibu estate that they're renting for $400,000 a month. Um, And the reason why they're renting is because they are trying to find their dream home for $75 million, but they can't seem to do it. Hold on, hold on. I'm Every sorry. Place. I, 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 hate, I hate to interrupt, but I just want to make sure I understood mm-hmm. you. They're trying yeah. to find their dream home for $75 million. That's right, and they can't do it. It's hard they out can't here. Build. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. You're right. It's, it's hard out here. You know, it's, you know, these are rich people problems, <laughs> billionaire problems, and, you know, they – Every home that they have been seeing, they want to live in, of course, in the California area, but every home that they've been seeing is that they love, anyway, is about $150 million. So they don't want to spend that. They only Their budget is $75 million, and they don't want to go over that budget. So what they want is a super baller, crazy estate, and they just can't find it. And and so they've been living out of luxurious hotels from L.A. to Malibu, just all over the coast. And, you know, it's hard. So they're basically homeless in a $400,000 rent, rented Malibu estate, which is so sad, um, you know. Because, you know, they bring their kids home, and they, really, they don't even have a place to stay. They're staying basically in a hotel. It's horrible. That is horrible when you think about yeah. it. That is horrible it is. that those kids don't have a place to call their own. I know. I know. When you're spending $400,000 a month, a month and then trying to stay under a budget of $75 million, that's tough. Exactly. That's See, tough. that doesn't make any sense. You know, and if you start adding up the prices, right, you start adding all that up, you've probably spent $100 million just adding, just staying in the house or, you know, renting. It's crazy. Who does that? Well, apparently, Beyonce and Jay-Z, nice. they do it. I think, we should, I think we should put together a GoFundMe and, um, oh, I know. Yeah. and help them increase their budget so they can get the 150 you know, the right. houses they saw for 150 Damn, they need we're going to go, go fund ourselves. Damn, them. If they got $400 <laughs> million dollars throw away, they need to be writing check to me. I'll find them a place to stay. Hell, they don't make no damn 
They don't nah, they... to spend that kind of money. I mean, that's just stupid. Just buy know, a house. Crazy. And it's one, just... That way you save the money. You can buy two houses for what you yeah you can buy a hundred houses. But, but but you're not looking at this from uh, all angles. A billionaire right. standpoint. Because you got to look at it like this. It is very difficult to design a $75 million house, so it's easier to find one that's already built. All right, let's look at that first of all. Let's consider that. Let's be real, okay? So they mm-hmm. want to find a house that's already been built in the $75 million range, you yeah. know, in the place where they want to live, but it's nothing available. Mm-hmm. I mean, what can you do? <laughs> well, you can you be a stupid. motherfucking house, bro. You build a house. Right. You don't waste that kind of money. If you can't find one that's already built, then you can build it because it's not going to cost seventy five million to build. So, build a dream home. Get get no, a uh, no, get a no. get a builder see, that no, can build see, look, you a house. Buck, you sound like somebody who makes less than a million dollars. You really do. Yeah, you do. You don't know what it's like, man. You have no idea. <laughs> you have no idea. So that's what they're dealing with right now. But the babies are home, and they were in, you know, and they were in the hospital for about a week and a half because they were preemies, and they had they were jaundiced. But now they're okay and they're doing well, which is actually pretty normal for babies who were, you know, preemies. So, so yay for them. They're healthy. They have a healthy family. They just don't have any place to live. I'm glad oh, the kids are doing well despite all of this trouble. I know. Well, speaking of trouble. John McEnroy put his foot in his mouth, as he does all the time, which I don't understand why people are so surprised by this. But John McEnroe, as everybody remembers, you know, a a legend of tennis, said of Serena Williams, speaking of being preggers, he has said that if she played with men on a men's circuit, she would be like 700 in the world. Now, granted, there's not that many you know, tennis players. So he's basically saying that she would be basically last when it comes to men in the tennis world. So, but since she's a woman and she's playing in the female circuit, that's why she's so amazing and so great. Of course, Serena had to very nicely come back at him, and, and I thought was was amazing uh, in her tweet. She says, "Dear John," which I love the fact she said, "Dear John." I adore and respect you, but please, please keep me out of your motherfucking mouth. But that's not what she said. She said, please keep me out of your statements that are not factually based. I've never played anyone ranked out there, nor do I have time. Respect me and my privacy as I am trying to have a baby. Good day, sir. Isn't that classic? She says, good day, sir. <laughs> it's just hilarious. But um, speaking of Serena, uh, you know, and, you know, John, I mean, McElroy is going all over the world. He's still um, talking, you know. He's on different uh, TV shows and things like that, talk shows, and he's just talking about, you know, what what he said. He's just basically defending himself. He's just repeating it. But people want the two of them to play in a match, and even, of course, the Donald, a.k.a. our president, um, 
he wants to pay them to play together once she's had her baby and all that great stuff that she's back in shape. She want, they, we wants them to have an actual tennis match. I don't see that happening. <laughs> it's crazy and it's stupid. I don't know. I don't know if you guys want to see something like that. I think it'd be cool. Between, I don't know. First of all, McEnroe is like a million years old. Okay, number one. <laughs> and yeah. so it, would, it wouldn't be fair. But maybe she could spar off with an actual whoever the top tennis player is. I'm sure I can't pronounce his name, whoever he is. Um, and I do love tennis. But it's just petty and it's stupid. But, again, this is John McEnroy. I know most of you millennials have absolutely no clue who this guy is, but he is a legend in the tennis world. So, Yeah. But he was also an asshole. He was very verbal. And, you know. This is John McEnroe, you know, his true honesty is just, you know, we loved him for that. That's why he, he was who he was, so whatever. I mean, like, but, right now the number one tennis guy is, like, Andy Murray, who's around 30 years old. Um, mm-hmm. So he's the number one guy right now. But I mean, I would like oh, I to see. I can't pronounce his name. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I would like to see John McEnroe play her. Um, he's almost 60. He ought to be in his late 50s by now. Um, I'm pretty know. sure he's, he's, I think he's older than that. I'm pretty sure he's older than know. that, but I don't know. I don't know. I'll look it up. But, um, he's probably in his 60s. I, I would like to see, you know, kind of like the the whole Billie Jean King, Bobby Riggs thing from back in the day. Um, yeah. yeah. With their little battle of the sexes. Uh, it could right. be something they can do for charity and they can kind of bury the hatchet and Things don't have to be ugly about it because uh, Bobby Riggs was in his fifties when he played Billie Jean King. She was around thirty, I think. But uh, okay. she dominated him big time, straight sets. Um, I think it would be kind of cool for them to play and bear the hatchet that way. It, I mean, Serena has said before herself if she played on mm-hmm. a men's circuit that she would not, you know, of course, be like a top ten player or something. But for John to say it, it was unnecessary. Um, he he didn't have to really Very go there. He, I mean, cause no, you you just said, you just said. I mean, he 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 said she was the best women's player ever, but then he turns around and said you would be seven hundred. That's that's not cool. Right, <laughs> right. You know. No. <laughs> well, speaking of Serena, have you guys seen her new Vanity Fair cover? I have. No. I mean, I understand she wants so she's privacy in her pregnancy, but she's pregnant. naked on the cover of a magazine. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Check that out. Yeah. Well, basically, she proved me wrong. She's not a man. She's actually pregnant. You know what? <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, I had to I'm, say I'm that. Not- I'm not even going there with you tonight, Crystal. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's move on to something even funner. Uh, the BET Awards, just to recap, it was really amazing. It was great. I watched it finally um, last night, and it first came on Sunday. Um, the four-hour award show was hosted by comedian Leslie Jones, which I give her a B- minus as in comedy okay. for that night, maybe even a C. Um the evening, it featured uh, performances by Bruno Mars, which was amazing starting out. That's how you start a show, Bruno. Yeah. Um, like Big Sean, of course, 
was amazing. I loved his whole effects thing he had going on. Kendrick Lamar, DJ Khaled, and of course, you know, uh, Chance the Rapper. <laughs> he won BTS. He's only what twenty four years old, and he won the BTS Humanitarian Award, uh, of course, for his donation of a million dollars to Chicago Public Schools. You know, and no less, I had uh, Michelle Obama to present him with the award, and you know, saying that she was so incredibly proud of him, and it's just an amazing feat for him, and you just have to, you know, you just have to, this, this guy is just amazing, you know, and um, I, I think it's great what he's doing, he's putting his money where his mouth is, and, you know, they wanted to make sure that they recognize that, because not everybody does that. People wait on other people to do things for them, you know, you talk, oh, well, we should have this, or we should have that, or we should have this. But you don't do anything, and you're the one with the money. I mean, it's one thing if you don't have any way of doing anything, but, you know, he had the money, so he said, okay, I'm going to do something. So that's what he did, and I just think it's amazing. So anyway, they honored him last night. But uh, clearly the, for me anyway, the highlight of the show was New Edition. The New Edition performances was just amazing. And I have to say that Ralph Tresvant, his voice (laughs) is still just as good as ever. Yeah, he didn't sound no bad at all. He really still has his voice, and maybe because he has the kind of a you know that um. I thought Johnny sounded high... Well, yeah, Johnny, but Johnny's getting that that you know your your old uncle voice now. You know, he got that whole <laughs> raspy uncle Fester voice. I don't know. He <laughs> if you ever heard him in um, interviews uh, lately, I mean, he really has that just uh, kind of voice. <laughs> It's kind of creepy, actually. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so, and he did he did get a little deaconish on us, too. Because he has that kind of voice now. It's like, oh, it's not even sexy. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Mm. So what did you guys think of the show? Did you watch it? Did you like it? I watched it, and uh, what I was going to point out, uh, this conversation that I, I had during the show, is that a lot of your, you know, great performers are under guys are under five foot six, under five foot seven. I just want to point that out. <laughs> okay. That uh, all right. Okay. Short. Yeah. Still there's be lots short. of n- little Napoleons running around in Hollywood. You'll be the man. Absolutely. Hey, all I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, it doesn't matter what the tape measures say. All right. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Bruno Mars, Kendrick Lamar, Lil Wayne, getting it done. That's all I'm saying. Oh, Bruno Mars could totally get it. He could fucking get it. Okay, that's all I have to say about that. Let me ask you about this. How do you feel about <laughs> yeah. people saying that he's appropriating black music? You know, because Bruno Mars. Oh is not my black. God! You know what? I, mean, when I that, saw that. I didn't even want to dignify it. It's stupid. First of all, it's obvious he's a man of color. Okay, he's just as black as all of us. Just because his quote unquote race, you know, which doesn't really exist anyway is not under the black American whatever genre, <laughs> does not mean that he does not appreciate and cannot appreciate and cannot have the soul, which he obviously has. I mean, it's not like he's Justin Timberlake. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's uh-huh. the most ridiculous thing I he- I've heard. It's just stupid. And when I saw that on Twitter, they went off on You know, Twitter went back in on this chick 
redheaded, weird-looking chick who said that. You know, it was like, first of all, go color your hair to a real color. Number two, shut the fuck up. Wow. That's yeah, his father is half Puerto Rican and half, um, like, from Ukraine or Hungary. Or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember. I don't know how you pronounce it. Um, Ashkenazi yeah. or something. And his mm-hmm. mother is a Filipino, I think. Right. Yeah. So that's and, pretty good. Yeah. Full of color right there. Okay. Yeah, I thought it was. And not to mention, to look at his ass. I mean, come on. What? Are you serious? Anyway. Because the average person is going to call him black. <laughs> you know? Um, so I, I don't know. I, I thought that was unfair to really to, to come down on him for appropriating music and everything. But as far as the, the, the award show itself, I would have mm-hmm. liked to have seen them close with New Edition. Um, I think it would have been a yeah. better closing. Uh, either open with New Edition sure and that, uh... Mars, or open with Bruno Mars mm-hmm. and close with New Edition. Flip flopper. I mean, either well, way. We always have the Lifetime Award kind of in the middle. That's usually yeah. where it always is. So you, you um, still but, have people who are still watching and they're still there and they're still excited about the show and all that. So. Yeah, the story about Chance the Rapper um, and the things that I thought that was great. Um, I thought it was great when they talked about the Bennett brothers, Martellus and Michael Bennett um, from the NFL, from the, the Seahawks and the Packers, and the things they've mm-hmm. done um, yeah. in their communities. I thought that was big because those guys – trying to get pegged on ESPN as being spoiled athletes. But, you know, it's nice to see that um, they're not as the media kind of portrays them, so to speak. And um, I also thought that overall the performances were were decent. I, I'm not a fan of the Migos. I don't know why they got to perform for so long, because I think they had one of the longer performances. <laughs> well, they have a lot right of um, records out, uh, records <laughs> CDs <laughs> out now, so and, and they're you know they're hit, so that's why. Yeah. And uh, I mean, what about Escape? And then they're like resurgence. Yeah, I thought that was I thought it was okay. I thought that um, I can't remember her name. Uh, so one who I guess is really the main singer as far as voice. Um, I thought she was the only one. She could have her own solo album. The rest could just continue doing their reality TV shows. Candy doesn't need the money anyway. She's chilling, um, doing her own thing. So, you know. But, um, and I, like I said, I can't remember her name, but I think there's only Tasha. one of them. Hmm? Is it Tasha? I can't remember. The one um, you're talking about. But it's the, the one, one in who the has a voice. If you, if you listen yeah. to, she's the one who does most of the singing. Yeah, as far as the I can't remember. Part. And she has an amazing voice, and she still has an amazing voice, and she's the one who can just continue, as far as I'm concerned. The rest, eh, they're okay. And Candy, I didn't think she did well at all. Her voice hasn't nah. done well over the years. so. But, you know, she's gotten older, and it's like, whatever. But um, she don't need to be singing anymore. I don't even know how great she was in the beginning anyway. So, you know, it's a group. I was happy to see I like to to see, you know, people from back in the day perform, and I thought it was kind of cool. Don't know how long it'll last, but. Well, um, I did enjoy hearing about one thing today, which probably is not going to be long-lived, 
looking at more of the political side. Uh, the GOP uh, has struck down for a moment, or delayed, um, the support for a new health care bill, or Trump care, or whatever the hell it's supposed to be. But uh, the Republicans um, do not like it, and they have said, well, we're going to hold off for a moment, and we're going to delay the vote on legislation to repeal the Affordable Care Act, a.k.a. Obamacare, um, and they're just going to set it aside and take a more, I guess, a basic look at it and talk with their people, and then um, after July 4th, they're going to come back and see what they have. Basically, what people didn't realize is that Obamacare and the Affordable Care Act actually saved a lot of lives and has helped so many people and continues to help people and what the Trump administration has proposed is basically genocide for a lot of people, quite frankly. And so, and even the Republicans from the from the ones who are more conservative all the way down to the middle of the road, they're like, okay, I can't do this. I've listened to my people from my towns, and they're not happy. So this is just a colossal mess. You know, this whole administration is just a colossal mess. So, I agree. So that's what we're going to end with tonight, a colossal mess. <laughs> well, I mean, we, we already know that it's a big mess. But the thing is, is that maybe, you know, finally look like, we, you know, if the Republicans are rejecting it, now maybe we, we, can, we can finally find some common ground to, you know, maybe straighten things out. Um Nothing's going to get passed in the House and the Senate until these guys started start working together. And um, you know, Trump has made a mockery of the presidency as we know it. Um, you know, if they hadn't already started the impeachment process, they need to start it. Um, simply because I mean, our country is going to hell in a handbasket, and um, the things that he's passing makes no sense. It's not helping any of us do anything. Um, if they don't hurry up and make some changes, um, it's time for the it's time for the Republicans and Democrats to you know wake up and smell what they're shoveling, and you know get get themselves together, and you know come together for this country because you know there's going to be some crucial elections coming up in the next few months, and a lot of these clowns are going to get voted out. And you know, right, simply because exactly. nothing's nothing's getting done, nothing's getting done, and and I mean it's like you know you can steal city hall, you know so some something's got to give. So let me play devil's advocate. Sort of Are we really going to vote them out? <laughs> we need to. You have confidence that the American people are going to vote some of these people out. I, I think what's happening, I mean, even if, even if, um, yeah, they could vote them out. They can vote them out, but that doesn't mean they will replace them with Democrats. I mean, they could replace them with other Republicans who, um, you know, who are going to actually listen to the people. See, Trump and what a lot of his, the people who voted for him are, re, are becoming to realize that he is not for the people who voted for him. The, you know, the rural people, the silent majority He's not really for them. He's really for the 1%, him and his little cronies. And that's what this is all about. 
And so, unfortunately for everybody, they didn't realize. He played on them. He manipulated these people, and, um, and you know, they voted. They voted them in. But what they voted in is not what they yeah. what they really wanted and what they really need. So. But anyway, that's what's trending. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, you can always go to GetCrystallized.net to find out more of the celebrity gossip and headline news. Back to you, Q. Thank you very much. All right. And I appreciate that. And I'm not sure what's going on with the theme music, why it's not playing, but we'll let that go. But anyway, <laughs> 347-202-0215 is the number on the Talk to Q radio show. No experts, just opinions. And let's get into this discussion on confidence. Okay, because it's very important. It's very important. It, it it goes a long way. I know there's certain people with certain personalities, and some will always have more than others. But this is to kind of let people know just how important it is. And let's start with it um, regarding relationships. And Crystal, I'll go to you on this one, of course, first. To you, as a woman, how important is it that a man shows confidence and leadership ability? When it comes to relationships, um, very important, extremely, and not just relationships, but it has to be a part of his um, personality. For me, uh, not for all women, as I have, I have observed, but for me, yeah, you have to be confident, you have to be strong, and you have to be very masculine. It's this what okay. attracts me, and anything below that. I'm not attracted. And Buck, is it important that a woman be confident? Yes, it's it's important. Um, you don't want one that's too shy or anything like that. You want one that's confident. I mean, you you know, it's it's just it just it rolls better when you have a female that's confident. Okay. All right. Well, that was simple enough. So. Um, on Facebook, Amy chimed in from Jackson. She says, on a scale of 1 to 10, 8, how important confidence is when it comes to a man. So, Crystal, can confidence be even more important than physical attraction? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Okay, now I mean, explain that to the be... guys. Um, just because, okay, well, you ever wonder why certain guys... <laughs> Get the girl, and he, you know, he doesn't look as good as you do. Well, that's why, because he has more confidence, and he's the one who pursues and comes up to you, and you know, that's what he needs to say or whatever. He takes the chance or whatever to um, talk to you. So yeah, I mean, that 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 goes a long way, a long way. It really does, and. Because what you want, what you want the woman to do is to take a second look. Because most women, when they're looking at you, they're not really seeing you. They're just seeing some guy who has a penis who's just trying, you know, to get laid. So, you know, you have to make them take a second look and listen to you. And they don't tend to listen to the ones who are cowering, you know, back in the corner or whatever. 
unless she's the type of girl who needs that. And that's another, I guess, another topic. You know, some women yeah. like to be the controller. So. Okay, so let me. I remember I'm going to pick, of course, the prime example, um, Jay Z. All right, Jay Z, and you know, in my personal opinion, kind of resembles a camel. But um, I know a lot of women who are attracted to Jay-Z. So, I mean, we know he's confident. And, of course, when you're in his position, you had a type of money. It's easy to be confident. Do you think it's the total package? If he were broke, could he still get them women with that confidence? I, I mean, what exactly are people attracted to with him? Well, I think they are attracted to his confidence and the fact that he's a boss, <laughs> which covers a lot of ground. Um, and with that, you know, money comes. I mean, you may not be a billionaire, but, you know, I mean, but, you know, you're taking control of your own life and, you know, things are probably going well, relatively or whatever for you. So, um, yeah, so you can, I mean, you, you, that's a whole, take another look again at a person. And, you know, I found that, because I'm pretty shallow, so I found that, (laughs) well, I am. Yeah, there it is. So I mean, I can look at a guy, and he and I've many times I've, I've been attracted to a guy until they a started talking, <laughs> or until they did you know something, and vice versa. There's some guys that I'm, I wouldn't have been attracted to until they started talking, and I can started to understand them, and you know, then you get to know them. You're like, oh, well, okay, well he does have some sense. So that and intelligence is attractive, and confidence is attractive. Of course, confidence is not the same thing as arrogance, which that's a whole other thing. Okay. And, yeah, a lot of people are borderline on that. And so, um, Buck, would you say that confidence can make it easier for you to avoid being taken advantage of in relationships? And if so, how? Yeah, I think so because I mean, you know, it'd be easier. You know, it won't be as easy to pull, you know, pull a fast one on you. You pay, you know, the other one and say, hey, you know, you, you know, I can't be, you know, messing up or whatnot. So, the, you know, the con, the confidence, you know, it works together in unison in a way, you know, because if both of y'all are confident, both of y'all, you know, are doing the right things together, communicating and things of that nature, the relationship just flows and it works better. Um, you don't want to be overconfident, but if the confident is on, you know, if both parties are equally confident, then it just tends to, it tends to work better. The chivalry is there, so to speak, um, because it kind of feeds, it kind of feeds in unison, so to speak. If girls kind of flirting with you or whatnot, she's confident, you're confident, going to raise your he's going to raise your confidence up a little bit and vice versa so it just it just flows all right so crystal help me with this um when a man when a man is in a relationship a lot of times it's because his confidence is good right and a lot of times your confidence runs high when you have someone who's consistently stroking your ego, all right? When you're dating someone, she's consistently stroking your ego. Your confidence is usually at a 
consistent high. And that attracts other women. I mean, I mean, can you, can you help me out? Help help me out with that. Women, do they sense when you're in a relationship, or all the all they know is that you're confident and, and that they're attracted to it? Because it seems like guys in relationships can pull more than single guys. Okay. Well, one, um, I don't think there's a correlation between being in a relationship and being confident. Because okay. sometimes it works the other way, that people have become extremely insecure or it comes out because they're in a relationship, depending on, you know, what's going on in a relationship and the type of person they are. So I don't think that's been given. But um, I think that maybe what what happens is when you're in a relationship um, and you're going about your day, you know, shopping or whatever you do, um, that you are not necessarily looking for somebody, hopefully not, <laughs> you know, so you're not like, you know, ogling girls, you're not, you know, whispering or whatever stupid crap guys do. Um, <laughs> and so you look, you look a little more confident, you look a little more easier to talk to or whatever, as opposed to a guy who's single who's trying to figure out, okay, what can I say, what can I do? to make her right. notice me or something like that. So you, look, you seem right. a little more desperate. Um, not in a – you just seem – you know, we can tell the ones who are trying to hit on us. Right. So the ones who are not – Those guys are already looking at you when you look at them. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's like – so, so, so for most women, it's an immediate turnoff because it's so obvious and it's annoying. But – for the one who may not, who may be in a relationship, um, it's not that we're seeking them out, although there are some women who do, but it's not that we're seeking them out. It's that just that when you meet a particular type of guy and you're talking to him, you're like, oh, I know this person is married. Because, okay, case in point, I just, just happened to me last week. I was talking to one of my coworkers who worked in another branch, and one of the markers is two markers there who are men of color, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, one is black and one is, I don't know what he is. I think he's probably mixed or something. But anyway, mm-hmm. uh, the one guy, yeah, the one guy she was talking about, she was, you know, saying he's a really nice guy. Um, he used to be a football player and he's this. And I'm like, hmm, 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 hmm. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know. So I was like, okay, enough of all this. And we were sitting with other women, and we were like, enough of all this. Is he married? She's like, oh, yeah. He's like so happily married. He's such a great guy. And blah, blah, blah. And she just kept going. And it was so funny. One of the other girls at the table, it was like, um, Crystal stopped listening to you as soon as you confirmed that he was married. <laughs> so you could just stop talking about him right now. I was like, thank you. So we can move on now. I don't give a shit about him anymore. But uh, yeah, I'm sure he's a great guy. He's wonderful. But uh, yeah, but that's what happens is you you find this guy, so you look and you're like, okay, well he's he's checking off the list. So it's like, okay, he has to be like married or whatever. And usually they are. So you know. Um, okay. And you know, so yeah, so you can. I think it's because of that. They're not necessarily trying to attack you. So that's comforting and it's refreshing and you can actually have a conversation with this person. 
So. All right. Well, that makes sense. That makes sense. And uh, three four seven two zero two zero two one five is the number on the Talk to Q Radio Show. Brought to you by SFX Valley. Check them out on YouTube. And but comedian Patrice O'Neill says that a man has to have the right amount of confidence as well as the right amount of humility. You know, you can't go too far overboard. How do you protect yourself from coming off as being arrogant? Because there's a huge difference between being confident and being arrogant. It is. Um, you know, you, just, you try not to, you know, you don't need to try to put on a facade and try to be something that you're not. Be who you are. Be, be you know, just be up front and not, you know, be confident in what you, in, in who you are. You can't. You know, there's a lot of people in today's society that don't know how to communicate, so they create a facade, so to speak. You know, they create another person, and they're not that person. Um, you know, and if you know that facade is easily broken down once, you know, once you know the other person is starting to get to know them, and you know it, it just doesn't last. So the best thing to do is just be upfront I and mean, be confident in what you, what you have to offer. If it's good enough, great. If it's not good enough, you move on to the next one. And you know, that it's just it's just that simple, really. Okay. And uh I, I think it's it's something that, you know, some people struggle with as far as trying not to go too far overboard because I guess the the benefit of being confident or come or coming off as being to women is that they do feel like you can take control of certain situations and you know maybe provide that protection or security or whatever it is that she may seek. Now this doesn't apply to all women, of course, but we're just talking to to, to about some. And um, having self confidence makes it a lot easier to avoid being taken advantage of in relationships because it gives you the ability to say yes or no when it's needed. You know, if, if someone tries to give you borrowing money, you'll have the confidence to say no and not really care how they feel about it. You know, that's an example. So it can it can benefit you that way as well. But let, let's kind of shift gears a little bit, Crystal, and talk about the workplace. Um, how do you think being confident at the job can help things with you there? Well, of course, um, being confident, at, you know, at your workplace does help. You, know, of course, you need to know the navigations of the political realm at your workplace, depending on how far you want to go up the ladder, or you know, and if you can. But you know, you need to be confident in your your ability, confident, and in order to speak up to say this is maybe something we should try. Um, you know, not to be afraid to talk to the boss, I've found a lot of people are intimidated by their boss um, because of the title or whatever, uh, or because they're intimidating. And um, But what happens is if you don't, then you, you're a lot of times you're overlooked um, or you're thought of, well, you know, she's good where she is, you know, uh, she won't be able to take on any more, you know, leadership abilities, or which means you know, you may not get that promotion or you may not be given projects that could promote you up or whatever. 
So, yeah, you should be confident. You should always be confident in who you are, um, just in general, in life. Okay. Buck, what do you think about confidence in the workplace? What are some of the benefits? Well, the benefits, I mean, you, you take on, you know, you can take on more responsibility if you're confident in the workplace because um, they see you can, you already, you know, you've already mastered the job you have and you you may have, you know, may have experience in another, you know, another area, and they decide to say, hey, he's mastering this. Maybe he can master this for us. You know, it could get you a promotion. You know, so um, it can benefit you that way. Um, may You know, if you do your job good enough and confident enough, you know, maybe you can take on, you know, another person's position in the same job that you're already doing. Um, it's, you know, those are just a couple of examples, you know, where it could, you know, benefit you. But you don't want to, you know, you don't want to brown those. You don't want to be overconfident. And I'm quite sure we'll get to that here in just a second. Okay. Well, no, go ahead, go ahead and get into that. I mean, overconfidence in the workplace, how can that impact you? Well, it can impact you negatively because sometimes, you know, if you're getting, you know, you're getting involved, you're putting, you're putting your feet in too many fires, um, getting involved in too many things, and it may, you know, like Crystal said earlier, you know, there's, a, there's politics in every job. Um, then there's people that are going to like you because you do your work. There's going to be people, gonna, there's gonna be, be people that don't like you because you do work. Um, and if you do too much of it, you know, it almost, you know, it'll, you know, you might be brown trying, you know, trying to, you know, you always, you're you're the only person that's always going up to the boss saying, hey, I can do this for you, I can do this for you, I can do this for you, I can do this for you. And, you know, it it looks bad to the other employees. And you're not really giving, you know, giving the other employees a chance. They can make, can do just as much as you do. And you're not giving them a chance because, you you know, you're jumping ahead trying to, you know, Get into the in, into the other job, and then you're not paying attention to the one you're doing in the, in the first place. So it could be a negative impact. Okay, and, and I get that. And, and Crystal, I feel like a lot of people who are overconfident on the job kind of stunt their own growth, so to speak, because they essentially come off as know-it-alls. Oh my God! Basically, what they're coming off as, yes. Know it all, annoying. I have a coworker. I swear to God, oh my God, I'm gonna wring her neck one day. Um, you could you could say that you went to Sweden and I don't know, studied on an ice cap or something, and there she would find a way to say that. Oh yeah, I did that. Or just something similar, and this is why. And it is—I mean, it's just so annoying. But yes, it becomes annoying, really, what it is. Um, being genuine is what people should be, and genuine and strong in your own abilities. But becoming a know-it-all or um, becoming overconfident means that you're really not sure of your abilities. You're not sure that people will recognize you, so you have to be. Boisterous. You have to be out there. You have to be in their face all the time. Otherwise, you're going to get overlooked because no one's recognizing me. And you're just annoying. And what happens is, and with anything, 
if people don't like you or don't like being around you, then they'll stop wanting to do projects with you. They'll look at the next person and say, no, 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 because if I, if I give this person this project, that means I have to work with them. And I don't want to work with them. <laughs> I don't want to spend whatever amount of hours doing this because, you know, she's an idiot or whatever. So, you right. know, you've prejudged them. And maybe they can do the job, but then you have to be around them. And, you, and no one wants to do that. No one wants to make their day any worse than they have to if they don't have to. So I'll give it to somebody else and let them work with me and get that, you know, um, promotion or get recognized or something. So, yeah, I mean, that's really important. And that's not so much part of the politics, but it's part of the culture and the environment that you're creating in your workplace, which makes people uncomfortable, uh, angry, um, and makes their day worse. So, yeah, you're not going to get promoted. You're not going to get, if anything, you may get moved laterally out, (laughs) (laughs) you know, just or put you somewhere, which happened to um, a lady I had worked with a few years back. You know, she was not good working around people, so they kind of laterally moved her into a position where she never had to work around basically anybody. She just had to stay in her little cubby and do her little job (laughs) because people got Uh. sick of her. So yeah, it can definitely hinder you in your in your role. All right, so I guess here's the sixty three dollar question. And Buck, I'll go back to you and give you a shot at this. What can you do to help someone um either improve his or her confidence or maybe try to instill some confidence in them? I mean that's hard, especially. I mean, it's hard in a, in a lot of ways because the other person has to be willing to, you know, try things. Um, there, you know, we can I can use this as an as an example here. My two older sons, my older one and my oldest one, he always just dove right in. He really didn't care whether he. Could, you know, whether it was a fight and he knew he was going to lose or, you know, trying to do something he's never done before homework-wise. He knew he didn't know how to do it, but he had tried anyway. Or whether it is something he knows, he knows he's going to come out with the upper hand. He always tried it. Well, the, the middle one would say he would try it, but really wouldn't try it because he was kind of resistant to change. It took a long time for my middle one to gain the confidence to, you know, realize he could do do things. He was real good. He was the smartest one of the three when it came to doing homework and things of that nature and, and classwork and things like that. But he could not apply the confidence he had in school to his out, you know, outside of school, which was really weird. We had to really work with him a lot to try to help build his confidence. And, you, you know, you have to encourage them. You can't be discouraging. You have to encourage. And that was, you know, you have to, you know, hey, you can do it. You know, you can do this. You can do that. You know, and always kind of, you always have to kind of uplift that person to help them be more confident. Because if you, if they mess something up and you be derogatory, you know, say something derogatory to them, like, damn it, I always tell you the same shit. You're just not getting it. You know, they'll never get it. So you have to encourage them 
regardless of whether they make a mistake or not, to keep trying it because eventually once they, you know, do it, then the next time that they're hit with that particular, you know, particular instance, they'll do it and they won't be scared to do it. Um, I can give you another example. I don't like snakes. I can't stand them, okay? Now, I can go to a zoo or something like that, maybe pick one up or something like that, but in the wild, you know, if I see one crawling, you know, the hair is kind of stand up on the arm a little bit, you know, because, you know, to me, a good, a good snake's a dead snake. So, but I remember my first snake I killed. It was so funny. I hit it with the lawnmower and didn't kill it. So I went and got my garden hoe, took it out, and put, it, put the snake on the sidewalk. It was still crawling a little bit. So I beat the hell out of it. My hole was not sharp enough. So I was just beating the hell out of it. And this lady was walking by. And she was going like, what the hell are you doing? I said, I'm killing the snake. She goes, you didn't kill it. It's dead. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> it gave me the confidence that I actually killed it with the garden hole like my grandmother did and my mom did back in the day. Dad did, what have you. It finally gave me the confidence. So now when I see one, it's like okay, all right. I mean, it may be, it still may give me a little bit of, a little bit of creepy crawly feeling, but I'm more apt to kill the rascal than letting them, you know, crawl on off. It takes that, you know, you have to keep trying to build up that confidence. Because if you give up, you're never going to have the confidence to do anything, whatever, whatever the circumstance is. Okay, so you said. Part of the key is to keep trying. And Crystal, what do what do you think? How can you take someone who may not be confident or may not have a lot of confidence and instill some in them? Where where do you start? What can you do? Well, um, that's a hard question because there is a reason why this person isn't very confident. Um, it depends on the age range. Uh, depends on our relationship, what type of relationship we have. Are we talking about friendship, um, mentor situation, or relationship? So, um, so that's kind of a hard one. Basically, what you can do is just you know let a person know that you know they need to believe in themselves. They need to find the best in themselves and go with that because we're all different. We're all unique, and a lot of times we are not confident because. We're trying to be something that we're not. We're trying to to promote certain qualities that is not really who we are, and we can't do it. <laughs> so, and so we're insecure because we're trying to be someone else or what we think someone wants us to be or have the attributes or whatever. So what you need to do is um, find out what you know. What is it about me that I like about who I am? And then project that. And then don't worry about what other people think. Either they like you or they don't like you, or they accept you or they don't accept you. But the best thing to do is to... Well, of course, yeah, it is. Because, you know, you have to peel the onion. You have to figure out what's going on here. Um, And, you know, what is it about yourself? And usually it's because, you know, you've been told that, um, that you are not good enough or that you, what you do is not good enough or whatever, um, and that you never will be. And these are things that are instilled at us directly and indirectly. So, you know, and that, it's, it is hard to, 
say to the world, to yourself, this is who, this is me. Either you like me or you don't like me, and I really don't care. But that, you know, it can take a lot of strength to do that. It can take a lot of time, but, you know, it can happen. So it depends on, and you may not be the person to do that, you know. Um, you may not be the one who can, you, all you can do is give them advice or, or, you know, show them how great they are from what you witness. But basically you can't, you can't make them feel more any more confident. They have to do that for themselves. That's the inner struggle. So, and, but the only thing you can do is just to genuinely let them know how you feel about them or, you know, what you see in them. And that's it. Okay. I think it's difficult. Um, I mean, I like what both of you said as far as you know, Crystal saying you let the person know what you see in them, and Buck saying that to keep trying. And Buck, I do think repetition is part of it. I think that, like for example, when it comes to maybe a guy who wants to do a better job talking to women, I think the more you get shot down, the more you're not worried about it. You know, and then when it comes to someone maybe being confident in the workplace or in school or something like that, I think that encouragement goes a long way to show someone that they can achieve something and they can do something. I mean, there's so many different scenarios of of how confidence is important and what you can do to try and help someone along. And I think that is very, I think that it's very underrated that people don't understand just, how confident it is, I mean, how important confidence is. Um, is there anything you can do, and this is to either one of you, as a parent when your children are young that can help them with confidence? Yeah, I mean, you have to, you know, with the kids, it, it's, you know, you have, it starts at a young age, especially once they start going to school, you know, doing things, you know, now, I'm not saying that you have to, you know, give them something in return as far as like a toy or a piece of candy or something like that. You know, you need to, you know, just encourage them to continue to try. Because a lot of times when, when something's new to, you know, young children or any children for that matter, you know, and they, they can't figure it out, they tend to just kind of gravitate away, especially today's kids. They don't try. I mean, they just like, you know, screw it, I'm not going to do it. And you really have to, you have to work with them. Each and every day, you know, a perfect example of this is when Sean came, thought he could, we held him back in the eighth grade. Um, he just wasn't really doing what he was supposed to be doing in school. So he thought he could, you know, skate through school and then at the end of the year make, you know, A, you know, make straight A's on his exams. But he made grades so low that he could have made 150 on a test and he still wouldn't have passed. So we held him back. Mm-hmm. So when he came when he came here for the summer, what I did was I had a friend of mine that was a school teacher, one of my buddies, his wife was a school teacher, so she gave me the FCAT, which is equivalent to the SATs and whatnot back home. So I gave him the tenth grade edition of math. So what his what his punishment was for the entire summer, if he failed English and math, he had English homework. 
and math homework every single day during the during the summer. Now I know that sounds harsh, but I was trying to prove a point. He was unallowed. He, was, he wasn't allowed to use a calculator to figure any math problems. He had to figure them out on that spare sheet of paper, like we used to do back in the old days before calculators. Come to find out. Sean was was capable of doing 10th grade math, and he was only in the 8th grade. Every time I came home, I didn't tell him the answers in the back, and he didn't know they were in the back. And I had those pages kind of locked, so he couldn't, couldn't open those pages. So I would have him, I'd pick, pick problems at random and have him redo them once he got finished. And he sat there and did all the all the problems with no problem. And I was like, so I didn't tell him that it was 10th grade math or anything. I just kind of kept it away from him and let him go all the way through the summer. So at the end of the summer, I unfolded the pages and unlocked the pages that I had locked in the book. English, the same thing. And I said, look, Sean, you're capable of doing 10th grade math, and you're, we're holding you back and keeping you in 8th grade. I said, you can do this. Now you've proven to me you can do this. And he was just stunned. He was like, why didn't you tell me? I said, I didn't want to tell you. I wanted to see it raised his confidence, you know, in school. Now he doesn't have as many problems. He still has a few problems, a few challenges, but it's nowhere near what it was like it was when he was in the eighth grade. Now he's able to, I mean, the English is much better. The math is much better. He's not asking so many questions. I mean, he does call me through the week during school on certain problems, and I'm able to help him out. But He's getting it now where he wasn't getting it before. And you do little things like that, and it raises kids' confidence. If it raises it in one thing, it may raise his confidence for other things as well. Okay. All right. Crystal, do you have anything to add as far as children are concerned? Yeah, you know, um, Definitely his example was very good. You have to show children that what they can do. Um, children are sponges. And um, it really, you know, you start um, first by showing them that they have a foundation. I think that's one of the key things you have to let your children know that um, because the first thing they, they, they need to know is that someone is there to take care of them, someone will be there, that they have a stable environment. Um and then they can go from there, something, you know, firm to stand on, to reach out to, so they can go into the world and they know they have a place to come back to. That's that's key um, for children. And you have to, no matter what your circumstance, you have to let them know when they're babies, because uh, their formative years goes into their about five, and that's when their personality is basically set. And as they start learning, they take it from there and they add more to what's already been established in their personality. So, and then again, there are some things that they're just born with. Actually, they have innate type of personality that just comes over as they're, you know, just part of who they are. But um, if you give a child love, um, and love meaning you let them know that they're safe, that, you know, you're there to protect them and to help them and to guide them, um, and then, of course, you allow them as they get older to make mistakes, but also to let them know that you know you're still there for them. But they have to start making decisions for themselves as they, you know, especially in teen years, 
which is kind of you know what Book was talking about. They had to learn how to to um, use their brain and use their abilities um, because you can't be confident in something if you haven't done it. So you you have to push yourself. You have to go beyond your safety net of of what you already know. Um, and I think a lot of times, you know, with with some sometimes with kids is that. Um, you know, they they feel really comfortable with certain things, and so they'll stay. Um, and you know, kids really want to be liked, and uh, it's sometimes it's very hard, as you were saying, to um, to build a confidence. But mm-hmm. you know, if, if you know that if the if the child knows that they have people around them, it doesn't have to be a whole bunch of people; it just can be a few people who really care for them and um, friends, family, whoever that may be, and then they can keep going on their own because they, they know that they'll be okay and they, that they can handle things. So, um, so you, you always have to continue to encourage, to encourage them and to allow them to express themselves and to know that it's okay to express themselves with you and to be open and to be free to do that. Uh, without too much, you know, retribution, you know, people hurting them, you know, no one should hurt you at home. It's a very delicate process. And sometimes um, for children, teens, and adults, they have to learn this on their own by themselves. And that can be a very hard thing to do. So if you have the ability to be there for a young child um, and to show them that, uh, then... You know, and I do not underestimate the fact of being and having a mentor. If you can be a mentor in a child's life, that's amazing. You don't have to be their father or their mother or whatever, or even kin to them on any level. Just if you see uh, someone you can just encourage, then they'll take that with them, and they can use it later for when they make decisions. So you have to arm them with all those kinds of things so they can... You know, they may not, you think they're not listening to you, but they are. All this stuff is building up inside of them. So when they are faced with, um, you know, things that happen in life, like we were talking about a couple of weeks ago regarding the kid in the playground and his toys, that mm-hmm. was an opportune moment for the mother to teach him about standing up to people and, you know, taking care of yourself. That was a teachable moment, and that's something that he would have next time he knew how he would know how to protect his stuff and to act around the next kid who come into his environment, um, and he would be okay. Instead, I think kind of what she did is she kept him in that you know safety zone, which you mm-hmm. know you got to get out of in order to be confident. So it, it is a hard thing; it's a delicate thing, but you have to support you know your children, and you have to reach out for support and give them support. Okay. All right. Very good, you two. I appreciate that. And um, I think you both made some valid points. And maybe if it's something that can, that that starts young, or if you start trying to teach or encourage young, it can help them in the long run. uh, Because it's definitely a lot more difficult when the person's already an adult. But like I said earlier, confidence goes a long way toward success. If you find people who are successful in something, whether it's at the workplace or with 
with the opposite sex or um or or whatever scenario you may throw out there a lot of times because that person is confident they feel deep down inside that they deserve something or that um is theirs to lose or whatever it is they whatever however they feel and it allows them to almost have like a it's almost like a superpower so to speak and there are some people who admire it and never have the courage to try it when there are others who try to learn how to do it themselves. But um, however you find a way to obtain it, it can go a long way towards a lot of things, you know, including financial success. All right, let me get ready to wrap things up on this SFX Valley T2Q edition. And first of all, two TV shows I want to make sure everyone Starts watching if you're not watching. And Crystal, I know you're you're back on power, right? I haven't watched the first episode yet because I've been really busy the last few days. But um, I am definitely going to, and I know it. Um, I heard it was really good. So, yeah. Okay. All right. For those not watching, Power is you can find it on Stars or on your bootleg Fire Stick, depending on what you have. But um, you can find it on <laughs> Stars. And- Power is a very good show, and it's entering its fourth season, so it's something you can get caught up on. And a show that's entering its third season that I recommend, I don't know if any of you already watched. Does anyone watch the Carmichael show? No. Um, no, I don't get into those kind of shows. Oh, you got to watch the Carmichael show. I, not, okay. I mean, I think <laughs> the Carmichael show is, I think it's one of the, well, it's definitely, in my opinion, in, in my personal opinion, my favorite sitcom on TV right now. But it's so well written, and the characters are so likable that you're going to have at least two or three laugh out laugh out loud moments in in the 20 minutes that is on. And the yeah. topics they hit are so controversial, but they make it humorous. And, and in a way, it kind of reminds me of this show because we talk about some really controversial stuff, but you know, we try to be entertaining about it. Yeah, we get serious sometimes, but we try to be entertaining about it, especially if Eminem's on the air. And it really reminds me a lot of this show as a lot of times the show takes place in one room in the house and there's people sitting around talking about something and it's just funny, just joke after joke, but they're resolving a problem. So I think it's pretty interesting, especially the episode that came on last week. Um, and re- regarding to white people using the N word, it was it was pretty funny. But if you get a chance to check out the Carmichael show, it's a pretty creative show. Um, has anyone noticed all of the uh, Al Sharpton pictures that have been popping up on Facebook lately? What his selfies? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, not just not just selfies, but videos as well. Al appears to be kind of all over the place and. For a minute, I was no, wondering. I haven't if he was seen any of the videos. Just um, that one selfie or two that kept popping up. Yeah, his latest video of, is him dancing to James Brown, doing some of the old yeah, school dances last night. <laughs> oh my gosh, really? He was, yeah, so he I was, was like, I didn't know if he was. Uh, yeah, he, he's not a bad dancer. I don't know if he's. Um, I say, is he promoting a, a, a video, a weight loss video? Is there a new book? I but he's just popping up all over the place with all these selfies and stuff. So. Yeah, well, well, 
uh, there may be something, you know, cooking. Uh, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I would say something about his weight, but he's lost his weight a long time ago. I mean, you know, relatively. Um, I had no so, idea how much he had lost. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, he had to, well, he had to. He's you know, it was health reasons. And so he, yeah, he's when he was smart. told to lose weight, he lost it. And, you know, um, he lost a lot. Sometimes you lose a lot, lot when you're trying to cut your fat and all that kind of stuff. But um, yeah. so, you know, he did really well. But I'm not sure what this surgence or resurgence or whatever is about. I don't know. Yeah, I have to check that out. <laughs> Okay. I used to listen to his radio show all the time, but I haven't I haven't heard it on. I'm, I can't catch it anywhere, so I'm not sure if that's even still going. So I'm not sure, but to a lot of people, he's like the last connection to the civil rights era. I mean, I know there are more people that are still alive, but to, as far as people yeah. are on TV, he's kind of that last connection. So, I mean, he still, his name still carries a lot of weight. Uh, no pun intended. Yeah. He doesn't, but uh, I mean, I think the weight loss has been great. I mean, he's 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 tiny though. He's very tiny. Yes, yes. Yeah. All right. So um, let's see. As far as T2Q, uh, no show the rest of the week. We had zone coverage last night, so there is no show the rest of the week. Next week is the Independence Day holiday. Um, so I, there will not be a T2Q show next Tuesday and zone coverage. I'll let you know if something is done that Wednesday, I may take next week off altogether and we'll come back strong, um, on July the 11th with a T2Q and, uh, it's been a very long time since we've had a Let's Talk About Sex show, so I really got to try to get that in, and on, uh, preferably on July the 11th, and I'm going to reach out to Mary LaBelle, and I'll reach out to um, um, well, yeah, yeah, I can reach out to her as well, or whoever wants to join, Vanity Strokes, uh, and if push comes to shove, then you know, we'll go with whoever we have, but I really got to get another edition in because it's been well over a year, and this is something we used to do twice a year. So look forward to yeah, that. Yeah, and you might even be able to find an, another um, expert. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure someone out there who will mm-hmm. be willing to talk it. So if you have suggestions, then send them my way. But sometime before the month is out, I want to get that back in to discuss that. Um and let's see. I don't have any 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 um interviews or anything set up. Um now for those of you um who have been looking for an interview or a podcast, there was one that dropped on Sunday where I spoke to Mr. Grimes, the poet warrior. He made his third appearance on T two Q um to talk about the art of music, which is a very big um photography, music, and art event that's going on in the U.K., and I do have listeners over in the U.K., and uh, so we talked to him, talked about his new album that just dropped back in late May called uh, um, called The Rogue of Automation, and 
We talked about a few of the songs on there. And you can go to TalkToQ.com and find that podcast. And you can also go there and sign up for the email newsletter to keep up with what's coming up next on T2Q. Uh, Probably, what, about maybe a month away from zone coverage really kicking off with the newest football season. Training camp start at the end of July. So zone coverage will be a lot more consistent on Wednesdays. And I'm looking to do some more interviews on T2Q. So I'm looking to bring in some guests over the next few weeks. And I am trying to find trying to find some new blood from people who have never been on before. It doesn't mean I won't reach out to the Randy J. Flynn's or, or people like that, but I'm trying to look for something new uh, to push towards the end of the year. But, um, of course, you know, someone like Jay Mayo or whatever will always be welcome on the show. And I'd love to have him back on. So go ahead and get into our SFX Valley final thoughts. And, uh, Crystal, I'll go with you as far as your final thoughts on the show. Anything we talked about during the Get Crystallized segment or um, anything regarding confidence and how it can help you. Well, um, good show as always. Um, I would like to say as far as, um, you know, you throw out a couple of, TV shows to watch. I don't know if anybody's watching Handmaid's Tale. It's on Hulu, and it's an amazing show. I can't remember if I mentioned it here before, but... I don't think so. What is that about? Can you brief us? Yeah, The Handmaid's Tale is basically... It's hard to explain, but it's it's basically what happens. Um, the government in the near future, um, women have lost the ability of most of women on earth has lost the ability to have children. So, um, and it's, of course, it was a, it's a huge crisis. So the, um, it's kind of a paramilitary, conservative, fundamentalist group, in America anyway, um, have decided to take those women who are fertile still and make them handmaids. And a handmaid is a woman who has child for, um, I guess, for a, a wealthy couple. Mm. Uh, they take it out of the Bible, and that's how they justify all of the horrific things that they did to do to the women. And the society has completely changed. It's like, um, I don't know, kind of almost like a post-apocalyptic, but the apocalypse was really just the fact that they're, you know, this crisis of not being able to have more children. So anyway, it's just a really good, amazingly well-written, well-directed um, show. So if you have the ability to check it out, so, like I said, it's on Hulu, so it's a Hulu show, so you have to have Hulu in order to watch it. Um, but, or you can, you know, buy or stick it or something, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. But anyway, um, <laughs> but I would definitely say check it out. Great acting, great people in it, so. Um, as well as, let's see, as far as the, the topics we talked about, um, confidence is huge. But again, I say the only way to have true confidence, confidence is you have to look inside yourself. You have to be happy with yourself um, and accept yourself for who you are. And that is what you portray to the world. And I guarantee you, when you do that, people will notice. They will notice that you are confident. They don't. Confident people don't go around telling people that they're confident. 
That's just your <laughs> sure sign of knowing that this person is not confident when they're telling you how great they are. They're not. You know, they have some serious issues. Uh, confident people don't have to do that because you already know. People tell you how great you are. And you're like, oh, okay, thanks for noticing. So, um, but, yeah, that's just, that's the way it is. But the only way to do that is to accept yourself for who you are. And, and you really, I mean, we all, of course, care how people feel about it. I don't want to, when you care about how people feel, what you really should be caring about is making sure that people don't misjudge you, not um, trying to act a certain way that's not you. So, and it's a dead giveaway. And insecurity is a poison that's inside of you that eats you alive. So, love yourself, basically. So, anyway, great show. And look forward in the next couple of weeks, and everybody have a happy Fourth of July. Thank you very much. In the words of Public Enemy, if you heard we were celebrating, that's a worldwide lie. Buck, what you got, man? Shut it down. Great show. Great show, as always. Uh, When it comes to confidence, um, you know, you have have to try. I mean, you have to give it an effort. Um, You can't be afraid of rejection or whatever whatever the case may be. You have to get out there and you try each and every day. Um because you know, the more that the more you try and the more that you fall and you get back up, eventually you're gonna make it. And when you make it, then you know what to do. And you can either choose to share that knowledge or keep it to yourself, whichever you decide. But in any in any event it'll help build your confidence. Um and you have to w- work on confidence on your kids as well, not only just in schoolwork and things of that nature, but in relationships and things of that nature too. If you're confident in your own relationship, that will show that they can be confident in the relationships that they, you know, that they're in. And, and you know, and it, it just kind of, like I said, it, one, in confidence breeds confidence, I believe, in my own, my own opinion. So, but you don't want to you don't want to overdo it, you know. You want to be at least humble enough to where to you know don't try to, you know, be overconfident. Be you know, be yourself, and that's the most important thing because you don't want to go in there trying to be somebody that you're not, and it's because it's going to blow up in your face anyway. But great show as always. Um, Glad to be a part of it, and hope everybody enjoys. We have a safe, happy Fourth uh, of July weekend, and everybody enjoy the rest of the week. All right, thank you very much. I appreciate it, and um, great show. I appreciate all your contributions, and uh, like I said, we'll be off the rest of the week. We'll be off next week, and we'll hit things again back on July the 11th, Tuesday, July the 11th, 9 p.m. Eastern. T2Q goes back on the air, and we'll have something new and fresh to discuss, whether that's uh, talking about sex on July the 11th or we'll have another topic. But we can definitely get that 
Uh, let's talk about Sex Show in, which will be number what, 17, I think? The 17th edition, maybe? We'll get that in before the end of July and have some fun with that. So I'll see if I can reach out to some people. But my thanks to my show legends, Buck and Crystal, for holding it down for me. My thanks to all of you that are listening. And my thanks to thecrystalshow.com for being a sponsor and SFX Valley for being an official sponsor. Check them out on YouTube. And, again, go to TalkToQ.com. Sign up for the the email newsletter. You can follow me on Twitter at TalkToQ, and that's Talk, the number two Q. Everyone have a great week. Enjoy the rest of your week. Enjoy your holiday weekend, especially those of you who get Monday and Tuesday out um, of work. You know, make sure to make the most of it. And we'll see you next time. Peace out. And for some reason, my music's not playing, so we'll just imagine that my music is playing. Hey, what up, Q? <laughs> what up, Radio World? Uh-huh. <laughs> Lord. Okay, the music. Just play some music. Just play some music in the background. I don't background. know my music tonight. Oh. <laughs> or, or just make some music with your mouth and go do old school style. Mm-hmm. It's almost like posting a blog mm-hmm. except I'm doing it live. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you ain't laying it down. Mm-hmm. I bring thunder and lightning every single time. Mm-hmm. Everyone have a good time. Oh, ha- you know, I'm not even on there. Mm-hmm. You know, like, what? You are. I can't even make the cut. Aren't you on there? You are. No. I said, hey, Crystal. Hey, Q, how are you? Yeah, yeah that's it. That's a little funky, a little wine. I'm like, wow, that's my contribution. <laughs> okay. All right, good night. Well, same music, same music, coming. same music. Everyone have a good night. Peace out. <laughs> oh.